Coming in Hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Top of the morning to you, everybody. Uh, Brent Wallace alongside Jason York. And that handsome devil is none other than Jamie Baker, former uh, day one of the original modern Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's morning for everybody, it feels like. Uh, Bakes, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hope you guys are doing well. Did you have to dust the Expos hat off to wear that today? No, no. I just, I actually wear it on a regular basis. I'm a fan of the Expos hat. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't know we have another special guest today as Yorkie's dog has now joined the show. That's where we're going to be today. It's a therapy dog, Wally. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twitter exploded last night. All I did was I sent one tweet of it and all of a sudden it's just, ah, it's like, People are pressing the panic button, Bakes. Hey, welcome to a little different than San Jose, eh, Bakes? The uh, oh, after yeah. game yeah. Uh, <laughs> aftermath here with people. Uh, it's fa- it's fantastic. People care. So they all Senators care. fans are getting a therapy dog today is what you're saying. Yes. Well, no, it's a relax. It was the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll, we'll get into that <laughs> later, though. Oh, I'm so. not relaxing. <laughs> it's a panic button. It's game one. <laughs> you're not pressing the panic button, too, <laughs> Imagine- are you? Imagine if you were in Edmonton this morning. Oh, yeah. Then you're hey, Bakes. Then you might. There's reason to maybe press a little bit. There's there. there's no reason to ever panic in the first five games. You guys know that. <laughs> teams are sorting themselves out a little bit. Jamie, I need the excitement. We need the panic. We need yeah. something to talk about. Well, if the Sens lose the next game, then it's then <laughs> the worry. It's not the panic button, but we we put the, the, some, the red flag of worry up. I want some carnage. Um, well, we will get into that as the Ottawa Senators drop game one. Uh, we will talk about how you guys think about or what you think about that game. Also, just a reminder, if you don't aren't aware of Jamie Baker, 404 games in National Hockey League. He did play for that team uh, in Ontario as well. We don't like to talk about it, but he also played for the Nordiques and the San Jose Sharks, uh, scoring 150 points in his 10 seasons. Um, so, Jamie, just quickly for you before we get into the game. Uh, your thoughts on what opening night is like for uh, you as a hockey player. Well, and I guess you got the special one. I know we talked about it on our previous show about what it was like to do game one uh, for the Sens home opener in uh, year one. Yeah. So that game is different than any other opening night that I've had because growing up in Ottawa, I never had a dream of playing for the Senators because they're never, the Senators weren't here. So there was always the dream, maybe I could play in the NHL, but it was never like this realistic thing. It was just like, was out there. So the leading up to that Senator's home opener was, it was like, it was very nerve wracking. Um, I was like excitement beyond belief, but also nervous. And to this day, it's still like one of my top five hockey moments. Um, Helped that we beat the Montreal Canadiens that night. Yeah. Before we went on a 19 game, <laughs> we weren't going to go past game one. Jamie. I, joked, I joked around with Sidorkovich, Peter Sidorkovich, and I were joking around after the game. And we're like, who fucking said us for like, we're only going to win eight games or we're only going to win yeah. eight games? That's only one game every one win every 10 games. Anyway, 18 <laughs> games later, we're like, we're never saying anything after a win again. So, um, that was that was like a really special night. Now it was a long, long drawn out opening ceremony. If you remember, I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember it, but it was really long. The pillar um, so didn't that, go up. It was hard to like you. 
keep the legs going, keep like, you know, emotionally to just stay involved because I think we were back there like half an hour, 45 minutes, but any other opening night, I don't know, Yorkie, you're probably the same way. There's, there's excitement and there's a little bit of opening night jitters, you know, like, you know, that the pace is going to pick up. You want to get a, off to a good start to the season, but you're excited, you know, after, uh, you know, after working hard and training all summer, you're like, okay, finally we're here. This is what I love to do. And let's get back at it. Makes I didn't realize this till I retired from hockey that I've got a lot of anxiety. What I would do, and it didn't matter if it was the opening game, game exhibition, I would have to keep myself busy and occupied before the game. So, so what I would do, I was that guy, and there's usually one of these guys on every team that is running around right till like the last eight minutes. I'd basically leave myself about six to eight minutes to put my equipment on. Cause I didn't like, I didn't like sitting there thinking about stuff. I'd be right. out, in the, out in the hall, jumping around, skipping. I'd be uh, getting a massage, doing this, doing that. But I, I, I couldn't sit there. Cause you know, there's always those guys that sit there and they got to be quiet. And you can't talk to them or disturb them. I'd have to find a guy I could chat with and talk with and joke around with because if I would sit there with my thoughts, then uh, all of a sudden you're going down a, a hole you don't want to go down. <laughs> so I can keep, keep as busy as possible before the game, and then it usually turned out okay. Yeah, I was I I was I was actually pretty similar. You know, I came yeah. up with something in college though. Um, it was you know for mental preparation. I wrote down. I don't even know why I did it. Um, it was like my junior or senior year, but it was I called it reminders. And it was a sheet, little sheet of paper. And I would go out, you know, an hour, an hour and a half before the game. I'd go out, sit on the bench or somewhere out there by myself. And I'd go over this checklist. It was like angle inside out, communicate, finish your checks, win 60% of your draws, hard passes, shoot with a purpose. You know, like all these. And then for even strength, power play, penalty killing, block shots. was all this, like all little details I'd go over. And then I'd go back in the room and I was similar to you. Like I was always, my whole focus was making sure my legs were feeling good. I, I never worried about my mental focus during a game. I was always like, I need to get my legs going. If my legs were gone, I could have a good game. If they weren't going, you know how it is. It sucks when your legs aren't going. So I was, I would stay busy for the most part too. You, you know, Tugger, right? Ron Tugnut? Yeah. Yeah. Played with him in Quebec. So Tugger would not speak when he came to the rink. He's a goalie. So, yeah. So we would, but the, the best part was after he left and I think he was in Columbus, he started talking and joking around. And this is like probably already played 12 years in the league. And he, he came to me. I, I think I saw him. I, I saw him later on. He's like, what the hell was I doing my whole career? I wasted all that time sitting there by myself, having no fun. He goes, it didn't right. change how I played. Now I, he goes, thank God. I had the last three years of my career. I started chatting with the boys and having some fun in the room. Wade Redden and I used to play a game of trying to get him to smile or talk as he was sitting there in his stall, looking straight ahead and red <laughs> at him, calling his name. Right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go out of character though. We couldn't get him. He lost <laughs> his balls. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, gentlemen, we're going to move into game one uh, of the 2023, 24 yes. season, of the Ottawa senators. Uh, and they, they by won't. the way, Bakes, they could have used your 60% face off percentage. Yeah. One sec, Yorkie. Uh, only one player on the Ottawa Senators was over 60% in faceoffs. Mark Kastelik, 73% last night. Yes, you are kidding. I forgot to ask you, man. What's up with this friggin' weather we're having right now? It was like 27 last week. 
Yeah, I know, but this morning it's freezing. It's cold. It's cold. So uh, it's funny. It's funny <laughs> you say that. Um, I sometimes my wife listens, so I need to be careful. Do you do do you guys have the heat on in your house? Yeah, we. She just turned it on. So yeah. there's a bunch of people I know that won't turn it on until November first, no matter what. And I'm like, <laughs> what difference does the day make? If it's cold, turn the heat on. You don't. <laughs> It doesn't, if it's air, if it's hot out and you want the air conditioning on, you're not thinking twice about what day it is. You're cranking the air conditioning. So I, today I, the wife left for work, click the air, click the heat on. That's like, I've had enough of this. I hate the cold. You've got a pair of slippers that you keep by your bed, right? I don't have a smoking jacket or slippers. I don't like slippers. Night hat. You can dress a little warmer right now. If the wife doesn't want to put the heat on till November 1st, not that I Stupid. Okay, we're moving on. We got to talk about right. this game. All right, I'm let's getting, go. Now I'm getting now cranky. I'm mad about he's getting cranky. He's getting cranky, Biggs. So we'll get to Tarasenko in a bit because I feel like there needs to be an APB put out for Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> but oh boy, we all knew that Carolina is a tough team, tough to play in Carolina, all of that stuff. So Jamie, I'm going to start with you. Were there any surprises, good or bad, last night for you? Okay, so I'm going to preface this again by saying, um, because I mentioned it, it takes like the first few games of a season are kind of weird because that you have the jitters. I know they had a good preseason, but now it's now it's for real. And you go in with this expectations, but there's no desperation because you're sitting at zero, like your record is zero, zero, zero. That's where it's at. So you want to get off to a good start. You want to do all these things. You say everything that's you're supposed to say, but you, you don't know how it's going to play out. Like you have to get a game or two in and then you start to make adjustments. And then you, you can, then you can really start to get into sync a little bit. So for me, I never throw up a red flag, like after one game, I just don't do it. Sure. So I thought like I was impressed with the good start. I didn't think Carolina played great in the first. That's where I was like, okay, Carolina's got some upside to their game. How's How are the Sens going to handle that? Um, watching the other games, even listening to the broadcast, like Greg Millen was saying it last night, like the refs typically call more penalties early in the season. So that disrupts the flow of the game, which happened last. So like, Yorkie, some of those stick penalties. I mean, oh, oh <laughs> the like, penalty so- shot. The one on the forecheck, I forget what Carolina player was forechecking Chikrin. He basically grazed his pants with his stick. Chick did a great job. He's like, oh, that's a hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was so crazy. different than what we played. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, but they were calling these. So, so that disrupts the flow. So special teams becomes really important. Um, the Sens ultimately tied the special teams battle because they gave up a power play goal and scored a shorthanded. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I thought um, I thought the defense were going to be a little more active offensively. And I thought they would handle the D zone a little bit better than they did. <laughs> but they hadn't, but they hadn't <laughs> but here's the thing though. Here's the thing. They hadn't faced that. It's the first time they faced it, like that type of pressure. Like Carolina pressures you so hard that 
they force you to throw it up the wall, but they nobody nobody picks off the walls better than Carolina. Nobody. Like their inside out game is the best in the league. And, and you, the funny thing is, you know, they're going to do it. Then they go and do it. And you're like, we're not breaking out clean. And it, it's like, it almost looks like you, you're standing around a little bit. That's what it looks like a little bit, even though they're not. Um, so, and Corpus Allo, like off to a good start. And then he lets in a couple ones in the third period that he should have had. So a little disappointing there. So nothing, nothing major sticks out positive or negative. They, what they did is they found a way to lose against a really good team. That's what they did. Do you know what's, so the last, the last exhibition game the Senators played was, was that the Montreal game, fellas? Was it Montreal, their last game yep. they finished off? Yep. Yeah. So most of the, the so think, th- think to Bakes' point here, th- think about this for a second. Most of the regulars didn't play in that game and leading up to those games, it was a weird exhibition because Ottawa did really well, and that's great. You you, you want to win, but you were playing against AHL lineups. You were playing against a lot of the guys that aren't NHL players. So you get your skating, get your time, and then all of a sudden you open up in Carolina against who I consider probably the best team in the league. You can argue it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say top three. So it's like you're here, and all of a sudden you're there, and then everything changes I'll give you a great example. Brandstrom, for example, he goes from playing 20 to 30 minutes in exhibition. Now he's playing 10. Yeah. Now he's playing 10. And and those 10 minutes, guys, are hard friggin' minutes because number one, not in the game. Uh, you're not in the flow of the game and you're jumping out for shifts and you're playing against guys that are legitimate, great players in this league. And that's the difference between exhibition and regular season. So it's totally different, but Nothing really surprised me last night. The Ottawa's good players were their good players. Still made a few mistakes in their own zone. I, I thought Corpus Sala was great. Just was a couple goals. Man, you'd, you'd like those back. Timely saves. But, man, he faced a lot of rubber. Ottawa was dominated in that second period. And Corpus Sala was, Corpus Sala was really good. He It was like he was holding, hold, hold, hold. All of a sudden, ah, shit. There's a goal. Two, two, two top blocker, but... Uh, for me, no reason to, to, to hit the panic button. I, no. I thought Ottawa did a lot of good things. Um, it's one game, but for me, I just look at it's such a contrast to what they were playing to now. Here we go. This this is real hockey now, exactly. and I, I, right. I expect I expect some of these mistakes to get cleaned up. If if they don't, then I'm going to start to worry. Um, and we and we'll talk about Tarasenko later. But okay, so I, I understand. Everybody talks about we'll fix it later. We'll fix it later. Isn't that what preseason is for? You just said we'll clean it up. We'll clean it up. But my concern is this stuff doesn't get cleaned up, and we're back to this ten games from now, and that's what I don't want to see. But I'll say this, Bakes. I'll say, sir. I'll say this. I I really liked how Ottawa started the game. They came out fast and hard, and they were they were carrying the play. You had guys like Matthew Joseph flying around Parker Kelly. Um, yeah, they had some mistakes, but effort was good. Speed was good. And then they just, they had, it's those back-to-back shifts where things go wrong. Those are the things that need to be cleaned up. And time will tell. Time will tell. But I'm, like I said, I, I'm not panicking right now. To me, there was more good than bad. Let's, let's be honest. Like, yeah. The first period, Frederick Anderson was the story of the period. If yeah. he didn't play as well as he did, the Sens might have a two or three goal lead. 
Batherson had some good chances. Um, even the first line, their first shift, they set the tempo for the entire period. They had some chances. So I know Cass, like different guys had some good chances in that first period. So good start to the game. Carolina responded, not surprising. And you, like Wally, the thing is, you haven't, if you haven't faced that type of pressure yet in five months, six months, like whatever it is, since they've last played a game in a team like that, yeah. you're bound to have some letdowns. And yeah. now you, but you're right. Like they don't have, it's not like they have like weeks to go fix this. But that's where I, this is where a good training camp comes into play because they could build off some confidence from the training camp. And they're like, okay, boys, like we had a little let down for a period, a couple of periods here against a really good team. Now, this is what we need to do. Like, here's the structure. This is what we need to do. And let's incorporate what we did in the first period for better parts of the game versus only for 20, 25 minutes of the game. Right, how about this, Bakes? So- everybody, every, sorry, just the last little point. And everybody thinks, okay, magically, as soon as we get Pinto and Norris and put him in the mix, that everything's going to be fixed. There's going to be an adjustment period because, man, Pinto's going to have to get his legs under him, and yeah. Norris is going to have to get into game shape. So I'd hate to be the coaches right now. Like, they've been put in such a jam. Like, there is so much pressure on that coaching staff to win right now, and to to have to deal with the roster they've... You know, the Norris thing's one thing, but the Pinto thing, like, that's just... That's, That's self-inflicted. It's self-inflicted, and, and I feel bad for the coaching staff. Did you see DJ Smith? Uh, sorry, did you see DJ Smith's face when Brady yes. Kachuk took the penalty? Yes. That's the <laughs> that summed up the game to me. That was the most expressive I think I've seen DJ, and I'll say in a negative light, if you will, was on that penalty call late in the game. He just rolled his. He was exasperated. He's like, "Guys, you got to help me out here." <laughs> I know it was a 5-3 game at that point. Um, I mean, that's the buildup of the season, and Brady knows it. He shouldn't have taken the penalty. And that's like an adjustment. His emotions, yeah. the, the, his emotions got the better of him, and it's not a big deal, though. Like, No, you, I know he broke the stick uh, with the cross check, but if that's game 30 of the season, is that a penalty? Prob- I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It, either way, Brady, like I, you go back to last year, he was really good at controlling his emotions. Like he, he knew how to piss out guys off on the other team and he knew when to pick his spots, but he didn't yeah. take those types. He didn't take, Brady doesn't take bad penalties. He takes like, when he takes a penalty, it's typically a good penalty um, for the most or it's part. it's an offsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like an offsetting yeah. penalty. So that's, this is like, that's the first night you're building up like, these guys have been waiting a long time for that first game. So there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. And it's, it's an, it's always an unbalanced game. The hard, first game's a hard one to play. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask a question about a particular play. Um, and then we'll get to some other stuff. But if, if you guys can remember the Thomas Shabbat exchange with Tim Stutzel on the wall, that ends up being the Jordan Stahl goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and Stahl comes out, nobody in front of the net. Can you guys, and James, uh, Yorkie, I'll start with you. Sorry. Is can you tell me as a defenseman whose fault is this? Because I've seen it now both ways. I think it's a Shabbat doesn't make the play right, but then I see Stutzla mishandles the puck and it's his turnover. 
So you take me through this. Yeah, can, I, can I go first? Because I'll sure. because I'm gonna I'll lead it into Yorkie. Sure. So Shabbat makes the play to Stutzla, who has possession. And then if you watch Shabbat, he starts to go behind the net for a potential reverse. That so he's he's like making a play because they have possession of the puck. Right. Stutzel gets stripped of the puck. And then Shabbat has to come around the other side of the net. And then he ends up kind of swinging and missing. That's where, like, I don't know, Yorkie, you tell me what he should have done there, mm -hmm. if there's something he should have done differently. But he was handcuffed a little bit because there was a moment where, you know, Stutzla did have possession before he got stripped. Yeah. We uh, got to bring back Yorkie vids, Wally. I was actually going to tape that one because that was a lot of stuff because everybody blames Shabbat. Everyone right away at Shabbat, Shabbat. But yeah, I think Bakes, that's what I saw too. Uh, originally, that's what Shabbat is doing. He's trying to get some space away from uh, Stutzler. They get a little, a little bank pass behind the net. Timmy turns it over. The thing I don't like about this play, and when I was coaching junior kids, I used to have a rule. I'd say no drive-bys. Mm. And a drive-by is when you go out a forward or a forward. Usually it happens with forwards on the forecheck bakes, those old drive-bys where you yeah. come in and you take a bad angle and you just swing by the guy and give him a free pass. It's right. one thing to do that in the neutral zone, but in the D zone, man, oh, it's – I don't want to pick on Shabbat, but that was a really bad – angling attempt to take stall because stall's a left-handed forward his only the only way he could get to the net was coming across and like he did so shabbat just played it poorly he didn't come with his stick and he didn't do a stop and all he had to do was go there and stay in front of him instead he did the drive-by but he he left him so much time and space because he thought he was going to get the, the the dump behind the net so there's shared blame but it it, it could have been and that's what good defensive players do. They stomp out mistakes that have happened where a couple of mistakes happen. Like the real good guys in their own zone, they'll stomp that out. And two mistakes turn into nothing because that defensive dispensement comes with a good stick and he stops the play. Shabbat swooped. Um, Stahl got to the front of that. And listen, it's a game of mistakes. Mistakes happen. That was a bad one. You can't sugarcoat it. Yeah, there's two mistakes, right? You don't want to compound yeah. one mistake with another. Yeah, but that's... We played with guys, Bakes, like the real good defensive defensemen. They just squash out mistakes that have happened, and it didn't happen there. And hey, there were plenty of mistakes in that game. Like I, I love Jake Chikrin. I think he's a great player. He's uh, he had a tough night. He made a few mistakes as well. Yeah. But it's game one. It's game one. No sense for anybody to panic here. And uh, and uh, the only thing I will say, and we got to get into this, Wally, is boy, oh boy, Tarasenko. You talked okay. about bad well nights. All right, we'll get well, you know what we'll get right to it, but I do want to get back to the positives, which I think are Joseph and Batherson and even yeah, Tim Stutzer, although he scored the goal with six players on the ice. Um Parker Kelly. Yeah, uh, Parker Kelly. He had a good Parker game. Kelly, another guy who and, and he's been dragged through, if you will, through preseason of shouldn't be on the roster. And at the end of the preseason and going into this game, I thought he was very good. But um uh, you know else, you know else was good too, and he probably could have had two goals was Batherson. He had a lot good. of good a lot of good looks. Five shots on goal, hit a post, had three a lot missed of, shots. Yeah, a lot of smart plays with the puck at the offensive. Like he likes to carry it in. A couple times he had nothing. Little smart chips behind the D. He created a lot out there. I, I he looked like he was playing with a ton of confidence last yes, night. Yes. I thought he was real solid. 
I like Drake's. I thought it's he's carried that over from the preseason. So has Matthew Joseph. I Drew 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 no points. I thought Drew was excellent as well. Um, yep. So a lot. There was I, a lot of good. Just it's for it's the first game. I, Yorkie, stop saying it's the first game. I want unmitigated disaster at the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we're dealing with Wally. We we know what path we want to go. <laughs> I blow it up. Just three, blow it up. Exactly. <laughs> um, the all right. So Vladimir Tarasenko, which I didn't notice him last night, and I got to be honest, like I did. He played thirteen minutes, right? Thirteen, twelve. Um, the second fewest minutes among forwards last night. I noticed him. Well, okay. So, uh, by the way, no shots on goal, uh, zeros across the board. He did have one hit. I think it was his own player, but he did get registered for one hit. Um, what did you notice? I noticed Jake Sanderson rushed the puck, and then all of a sudden he was the last man back, and he must have passed Tarasenko on the back check, who had like a 20 to 15 stride lead on him. <laughs> I, know, I know he's a great skater, Jake Sanderson, but I'm like, Come on, like back check. So that was just the one thing. But I just, as far as the game went, um, he just, he looks like a player that's kind of waiting to get open and waiting to use that great shot of his. And he's an, he looks like an opportunist. Just one of those nights. I hope he gets better. His exhibition, it was kind of the same. Uh, he's an older guy. Uh, I think Bakes mentioned this earlier. Some, sometimes it takes an older guy a, a few reps. He's in a new city, new team. I will give the player all that, but you, I would think at five million, new team, one year at a contract. It's been said that he wants to keep playing. I, I, I would have thought he would have came out of the gates like a rocket. And and for me, guys yeah. like that that make that kind of money, you have to make if you're going to make five million plus, you have to make guys around you better. It's not up to who you're playing with to make you better. And I hate when people say that. Well, it's who he's playing with. He doesn't have anybody to play with. I know this isn't a great comparison, but if you put Timmy Stutzler with anybody, he'll make them better. If you take Brady Kachuk, he'll make them better. Claude Giroux will make players better. I don't like when you sign players and then you say, well, he needs somebody to play with. I just, I don't know about you, Bakes, but that's just how I am with guys. But again, it's, I'll say it again. It's still early. I don't want to come all down on Tarasenko, but so far, so far, I haven't been impressed. Okay, so I will, I'll answer your question. Yes, you. yes, like you're the first Yorkies. That what do you just <laughs> said? Like, I know you want people, everybody wants somebody to drive the play and make others better, but you also, that the hardest thing to do in the NHL is score goals. It's the hardest thing to do. And if you are a goal scorer, and this goes back to Debrinket, it's like he doesn't carry the line. He goes, no, but he finishes the play where other guys can't finish. His job isn't to go carry the puck through the neutral zone. His job is to put the puck in the back of the net. That's that's an art form in itself. And if you're good at that, then you you get like you get a clean slate as far as like you are making others better because they're getting first and second assists because you're scoring the goals. So I'm not looking for Tarasenko to drive the play. Um, I'll give him a pass early because it's his first training camp, not being in St. Louis and all of that. But 
you know, the magnifying glass is on him because there's a young player that's part of the future here that's not signed because of cap issues and part of the cap issues, like there's multiple reasons, but one of them is Tarasenko coming in and taking 5 million of it. And you would think that he wants to, you know, get off to a really strong start. And if you're not going to score, you still have to provide value in some other way. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't do that last night. Yeah. It was like what surprised me, like he got knocked off the puck a few times relatively easy He's a, people don't realize he's a big, yeah. strong guy. He's really strong. He, I know he's slowed a little bit. He slowed down a little bit and he did. He looked a little slower than guys in the neutral zone. I think, I think he'll get caught up to speed a little bit more in a, with a few more reps, but this, he got knocked off the puck a few times. Like that shouldn't happen. Like that shouldn't happen at all. So I, I found that a little odd last night. <clears throat> Excuse okay. me. I, I, all right. Hold on a sec. So why does Vladimir Tarasenko get extra games to get up to speed when you have a preseason? Like, do you not think the Carolina Hurricanes were up to speed? Jordan Stahl looked fine. No one said, hey, outside of the first period, I wonder if the Carolina Hurricanes are getting up to speed. So how about everybody be up to speed? That's why you have training camp. I didn't think he was very good in training camp. He didn't do much of anything. So I'm like, well, maybe he just doesn't like the preseason. That's fair. He's a, whatever it is, 14-year player. Um, he didn't look good last night at all. And that's, and that's my concern. Very apathetic in his play. Uh, go on, you go and first, by the way, he's not a third line player. I don't know why you're playing him as a third line player. That's a concern well, for me. Well, here's the other thing too. The, I think the narrative that he's a 40 goal scorer, cause that, we're getting 40 goal scorer Vladimir Tarasenko. That was a while ago. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind of, well, what did you do in your last year? He got 18. So I, I look at him more as a mid-20s guy. I, I think people that are expecting 40, 30-plus, I, I don't think that's realistic for where he is at his career right now. If he can get, get you in the 20s, I'm happy with that. My thing is, and what Bakes, you kind of hit on it, especially in today's game, this is what I find one of the biggest difference of today's game, and I go back to when I played and Bakes played, there's a lot of guys that cheated on the ice because guys didn't back check as hard. There wasn't as much time and space. So you could score goals, but nowadays you can't cheat the game anymore. If you're cheating, you're coasting, you're watching, you're going to get exposed and you're going to become a liability to your team. I'm not saying he was a liability last night, but I, I just want to see more. Like if, like I said, to your, to your question, Wally, yes, preseason is for getting ready, but I'll give him, I'll cut him some slack because he's also getting used to new teammates, new line mates. And that, that does make a difference of how does this guy like a password? And they're getting used to him. So you got, I'll cut him a little bit of slack there. I just, uh, the slack isn't that, the slack isn't that long. It's not that long because number one, this team can't afford to wait for somebody they signed to get going. So the slack is there, but it's not that long. Yeah. Like he gets, he gets a game or two. That's, that's all he's getting. That's what I'm talking about, Wally. Like, because you're right. He did have preseason and he should have been better last night as a veteran, as a leader. Yes. He, he knows, he knows that this team needs to get off to a good start. I, you all like put yourself in his shoes too. Like he, when you're in a new city, new team, new, like I know he said, you know, new coaches, like you want to impress everybody early on. 
So, like, I expect him to play much better on Saturday and Sunday. If if he doesn't play well this weekend, then it starts to, like, I'm not going to say it's a major concern because it's such a long season, but uh, it's like, it's something to keep an eye on. It's like, why? Why? He didn't have a great preseason. We're like, we're going to give him, that's okay. He's a veteran guy. That's fine. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. But like, that can't carry over into the regular season. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we got to get Bakes. Bakes, come on Monday with us. We'll discuss this again Monday after the weekend. Yeah. But you know who, will, if he doesn't have a good weekend, the coaching staff will be having a conversation with him because, yeah, like there's pressure right now, man. Like we've talked about well, this. They they can't wait for him to get going. No. That's what I keep saying. Like we go, let's just wait. But for the Ottawa Senators, it is a 20 game season. That's basically what I think it is right now. It's the first 20 games. And if they're a mess in 20 games, then it's a whole different world after December 1st, if you will. I That's what I think the problem is. I don't think they have the time to wait. They have to do it now. I, I'm, I'm not worried. I, I, I'm just not worried about this team. I think there's... I think there's something going on there. We know, so we've known for like the last couple of years that they've built a good culture. Yes. And that's like, that's a credit to everybody. Like that's a credit to Pierre Dorian, to the coaching staff, to the players, to the trainers. Like that's a credit to everyone. They have a good culture. They've signed a lot of young players to lo- like core guys. Like for a city that has lost players, like elite players, to have these guys signed, I know it's put them in some cap trouble, which they shouldn't be dressing 11 forwards in the first game. They, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. like, and Pinto should be signed. But, like, this city, when even, like, you've got now Jake Sanderson locked up, and he comes out and the, he says, like, we know we're going to win. Like, they – this team, like they, they didn't win last night, but they wake up today. They're pissed off. They, they're not happy with the way they played in the second and third. And they're like, we're going to fix this right now. And they know how to fix it. Like that's what, that's what I think. Yeah. Like their team speed is really good. And it's hard to play against like that first period. They were really hard to play against. They were up the ice fast. They were back fast. And then they got off and then the next line did it. And it just, it kind of smothers other teams. It's what they did in the preseason. I, I expect them to do that in both games this weekend. Like hey, I, think gonna see them, I think we're going to see them play really well. Bakes, a couple things here, guys, uh, just on what Bakes said there. Um, number one, what are you going to do with Matthew Joseph now? Everybody's going to put him on the first line if this keeps up is what's going to well, happen. Well, the, the, today's game is all about speed, getting pressure. That, he, he is arguably Ottawa's fastest straight, straight line player. Like that, that goal he created for Parker Kelly last night with that's number one, he blocked a shot straight ahead speed, created time and space with his speed, with his pressure on the PK. I don't know if this is a guy they can afford to lose because let's not forget, they still have to figure out a way how to get Pinto in. And that's going to mean somebody has to leave town. Do you want to take this team speed off your team? A good penalty killer. And we talk about having a great, camp and doing all the right things that you need to do so well one thing he's doing he's making his stock value go up but i'm not so sure i'd want to get rid of this guy just based on how he's come into the year and what he's doing and what he's providing um so man that's that's going to prove very interesting to see what happens as far as removing a guy off the roster to get pinto in and the other thing is guys 
Saturday is the next game. That's against the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a one o'clock game at home. Then they got Tampa on Sunday. I'm with Bakes. I expect this team to I'll be I'll be concerned if they don't come in and roll Philadelphia and have a great game against Tampa who's missing their best goaltender. I I I I foresee a two-win weekend and a guy like Tarasenko getting going and everything good. If not, then it's a different conversation on Monday. Conundrum. Somebody came up with that word, and that's that's what Pierre Dorian's in regarding. Well, what do you do? That's the definition of conundrum right there. Like, if he's to sign Pinto, he's going to have to potentially move a roster player to create cap space. Mm-hmm. It's Is it Joseph? Is it Brandstrom? And either way, then you have to replace that player. Like, Joseph's in your top nine. Um, we know that he can be inconsistent. We've seen that in the past, but he's a very motivated player. That's off to a good, he came to camp with a good attitude. He was in great shape. He's worked hard through the preseason. He was rewarded with his hard work last night. Like what's not to like about the way he started the season. Like that's, he, he can't change last year and what happened with his, uh, you know, the analytics and from his scoring production and whatnot, he can only affect what's going to happen now. And he's off to a good start. I know Branstrom didn't play a lot of minutes last night, but we saw the upside that he brought last year. So yeah, the Pinto thing is just a, that's, that's has conundrum written all over it. No matter what you say, there's, there's no way, there's just no way to spin that one. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice Napa Valley wine, by the way, Bakes, the old uh, conundrum. Yes. Screw cap too. So I just got back. I just got back from California. I was out there for a couple weeks and actually went, went to Camus visited. Oh, oh, okay. You've never been eh, Wally. No, no. And I wish I, if Yorkie, I wish you would just once give me a nice gift for bringing you on the show. Wouldn't be a Camus bottle of wine. All right. Here's what we're going to do, boys. you come over, bakes too. We'll we'll pop. I got I got a bottle of Camus in the in the cellar right now. We'll crack it and watch a Sens game together. Get some cheese. Out. Starting the car right the, now. The Napa, is, it, is it the Napa Valley or the Special Select? I drank all the Special Select. Yeah. <laughs> I crushed all those. This is uh, I've got I've got the cab, and I also have their uh, the Camus. The uh, it's, it's not the Petit Chirat, It's the other one. The uh, they had a Zen. Oh my gosh, Zen. The Zin was hey? so good. Oh, best bang, best bang for your buck. The Camus Zin for all you yeah. wine lovers out there. Yes, uh, but, uh, um, back on track. Um, <laughs> well, you just said you wanted some. You're pandering for Camus, so I, I know, threw, I know. I threw it I, out I, there I, for you. Sorry, I took the show off the rails. It's all my fault. But um, hold on, we lost, we lost our train of thought there. Bake said something good there. I wanted to. It's about yeah, about well, the whole Joseph, about the whole Joseph thing. So here's, I have is, an idea. Yeah, okay, let's hear it. What if you trade Vladimir Tarasenko? <laughs> why would why would why would someone pick him up for five million right now when they and give something up? Or well, I don't know if they're even going to give him anything up. Who, but who's more valuable to your roster right now, Matthew Joseph or Vladimir Tarasenko? Well, I'll just I'll give you the stat. I'll give you the stat line from last night. Matthew Joseph played. 1752 plus one goal and assist. Vladimir Tarasenko played 13, about 13 minutes. 13, Just, 12. Yeah. 13, 12. Oh boy. No shots on that either. And one oh. hit. He had a one hitter. But 
that's got to change. That's going to change. I think that changes against Philadelphia. But to Bakes' point, this conundrum, this conundrum, I don't know how you fix it because you can't, everyone's saying, well, just do Brandstrom. Take Brandstrom's $2 million off the books. But when Brandstrom comes out, somebody else has to come in yeah. and it doesn't work. It has to be a forward. Yes. And by the way, Eric Brandstrom has been every bit as yeah, good to be on that good. roster. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's like good, I know he just played 10 minutes last night and I don't like, we can so, just move on from that game. But I think preseason wise, he's been I have no issues with leaving him where he's he was, at. He was good in the you, preseason. You can't but you can't do a D. It has to be a forward. So it's either it's either Kubalik, yep. it's either Joseph, yep. or Tarasenko, or you I don't know. It's or you it, make drastic, then it's a drastic move. Yeah. That's the that could be the that could be the word of the year. Conundrum. And just so people know, uh people just put Joseph on waivers and send him to the minors. There you can only claim one point one seven five million of that cap space, so it doesn't clear up enough space. There's still like one point eight that they still have on the cap. So uh, sending him to the minors doesn't work. Like are you are you are you praying for an injury another injury right now? Well, that's, did they did they go into this season going? I'm hoping somebody gets hurt. Like, why are we at this point? And I know we've discussed this ad nauseum. I just don't know how we got to this point. But now, keep in mind, there were four other teams I think last night or through the last couple of days that have played uh, with eleven forwards, I believe, due to cap issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know now, LA did. I'm not sure the other two. So, I I, I get it that it's an issue. But I don't think Ottawa should be at that issue. How about this, Bakes? What would they have done if they had actually kept Alex DeBrinket and signed him to an extension? I guess you're not you're not signing Sanderson, right? Yeah, because DeBrinket because to get DeBrinket here, they was over eight, right? So, so like, what was the plan there? <laughs> How are you keep like who are you getting rid of, right? I mean, this is this is the thing, though. It's an interesting market where bridge deals for the young core players just don't work. You 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 need to lock them in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you ju- you just do, and they're paying the price for that. They're paying the price from you know we we already know guys that have you know salaries that they're paying for that guys aren't here anymore. That's like I think five million dollars worth. Um, it's it's cap management. You guys have I know you guys I've listened to you guys. You guys have already talked about it. Pinto should have been more of a priority, but we also don't know what he and his agent were asking. Yeah. Like yeah. he should have been signed earlier this summer, but he could what what if he was asking for three? It's like, well, you're not worth three yet. He, okay, fair you enough. Know? But and Ottawa came back at one million. So who's the who's worse here? Like Shane Pinto's every bit worth two and a half million dollars. If, if they would have got closer together to each other, then I think we would not be in this position, right? Like Shane Pinto wasn't asking for the world. And I don't think three asking for three, which is obviously what you're going to do as an agent, I don't think is atrociously abnormal. And I don't think anybody expected the Norris situation to play out like it's played out. No. I think the, 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 full, the full assumption was that he was going to be like 100% fine from all, from all indications. Otherwise, if they had any, any, any thought at all that he wouldn't play, 
Norris would have been signed because there's, yeah. there's no way you're going to be like, oh, we're it's okay to go into the start the season without our number two and three center. Uh, so, so Gavin threw Gavin threw this board up now. Hang on, I was going to get to this later. Who scores more goals this season? Uh, Jason York's favorite player in the National Hockey League, Alex DeBrinket, oh, or on, Vladimir this Tarasenko? This isn't even close. Go, Bakes, you go first. Well, DeBrinket's going to score more goals. They're exactly. just they're going to. He's on the top line. He's on the top power play. Ottawa's he's, a better team. Maybe Tarasenko moves up in the lineup. No. So, so you know what's interesting? I was thinking about this recently. Uh, just in, and you and Wally, you brought this up. It's about both these players. They were both brought in, one via trade, one via free agency, and in both situations, they are starting the year one line further, like one line further down the lineup than what they are used to. And me, what I mean is like DeBrinket was on the first line. Like he's a, like when he's, you're a 40 goal scorer, you're a first line player. That's just what you are. You get first line minutes, you get first power play. And he comes in as a left winger and he's behind Brady Kachuk and that's not changing. Yeah. And then Tarasenko comes in. He's a left-handed shooting right winger, but he's played right wing his whole career. And he's starting the year as a third liner where he should be, He's only played as a first or second liner for the most part, his, his entire career. I don't know. He's maybe played – maybe he did play I, – I, I don't track St. Louis, so he's maybe played some third-line minutes. But for the majority of his career, he's a first or second-line right winger. And a third-liner, you're playing with different players. It's a little bit of a different role. Um, he's on the second power play. So it's interesting, these two guys that we have these expectations for – but where they're slotted in the lineup isn't where they've ever really traditionally been slotted before or not, not in recent memory anyway. That's why people always say, well, he's going to score. He's going to score. Well, pump the brakes here. If you watch the games, Tarasenko gets 20 to now 30 seconds on the power play versus a minute and 30 of the, of the first, first unit. Right. So what about right away, what about offense? Sorry to interrupt, but what about offensive zone faceoff starts? Same thing. Same thing. If you're not, if if there's an icing, the other team ices the puck. Yeah, you're throwing out your one of your top am, two friends. You know, I'm and throwing. Yeah, I'm throwing every single offensive draw. Usually Brady's going out there because number one, if he's on that one side, he's he's taking the draw or he's getting to the net. So that's why, to your point, when when DeBrinket was brought in last year, we were saying this last summer. He's not going to score 40 goals because he's on the second line. And that's just how it is in the NHL. Second liners don't score 40 goals. You can't. It's impossible. You have to have a very – your shooting percentage has to be astronomical for you to do that because you're just not getting the looks. But that's a great point, Bakes. Um, but now to brink it, he's now back in that nice cushy situation in Detroit. Right. Where he's now on the ticket stub for game one. They've got his face on the building. He's they're promoting him as one of their top two players. So which I is was throwing, like that's yeah. what he was used to. That's what he wants. You know, that's what goal scorers love. He will get 40 goals and he will get a ton of two goal games and six, three losses. That's going to be his season. Yes. And and in his mind, that'll be great. He's going to get his goals and goal scorers love getting their cookies. But um yeah, no, it's it's a that's a 
that's Bates. You're a forward. You know these things. It's it's just how it goes. But we'll see with Tarasenko. Like I said, the jury's still out. I want to see more. Yeah, a lot more. Um, and Bakes, we're going to see more of you at some point. I'd love to have you back on the show if you have uh, some time later. Um, you guys. Always enjoy our chats. Uh, take care, my friend. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks for joining right. us. Yeah, thanks, Bakes. man. Uh, there goes Jamie Baker, uh, one of the original Ottawa Senators of modern day, if you will. Um, Yorkie, we're going to get to, I want to have a chat about lock of the day as the teams are coming up, uh, to discuss this weekend. Uh, but first as always, because I'm way late with this and going to get a notice, uh, this show proudly presented by Botano. Yeah. Go to botano.ca, download the award-winning state of the art app, uh, do live bet builder, same game parlays. Uh, you would have made a lot of money if you'd listened to me with Matthew Joseph last night, scoring the first goal of the game. Well done. Uh, <laughs> that, was, hey, that was pretty good. You predicted we all went. I went with Kachuk. Uh, I think Bobby went with uh, Bobby Batherson. Batherson. Yeah. So and you you took Matthew Joseph out of nowhere. So can so uh, yeah. So anyway, good for Matthew Joseph to get off to a good start. Uh, and also, this show proudly presented by BEI Bonisher Excavating Inc. Heavy civil general contractor. Uh, go to see them for your equipment rentals. I get topsoil needs. Uh, topsoil needs also uh, if you want to get your pay your driveway redone or laneway depending on who you are uh, they would take care of that too uh, give them a call 613-432-1120 bonisherexcavating.com helping to shape the ottawa valley okay so we are all one and oh in our lock of the day with botano because we all correctly predicted carolina oh you yesterday. wanted to take the you try you were going to take the sentence you were on the fence i know i was totally on the and then they scored the goal joseph right? scores i'm like oh here we go and then they tied but, it up. They, then they, then they tied, tied it, up. it up. And I'm like, oh, Timmy Stutzen no. ties it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so now, Yorkie, there's Philly coming in. Yeah. Who we a lot of people predict as one of the weaker teams in the league. It's an afternoon game. You know what those are like. And then they got Tampa the next day at, in the evening. I will say Tampa plays in Detroit Saturday night. So, nice. um, they are coming off back-to-backs on the road. So let's go. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I, th- I think I have. Uh, against Philly, they're 3-1-1 one, one in their last five at home. Uh, the last game, uh, Debrinket scored the overtime winner. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, nice. And they're 18-8-2 in their last, I think, 28 at home versus Philly. No, that might be overall. They've played very well against Philly, I guess is my point. Who are you taking in the Philly game? Well, taking the Sens, it's an auto lock. Call this an <laughs> auto lock. I call this an auto lock, Wally. This is just and give me your money is what you're saying right give now. Give okay. me your money. Uh, take okay. the Sennies all day long. I don't care if it's an afternoon start and people are out of their rhythm. Who cares? This is, you just lost. You got to get off to a good start this year. This is an auto lock. I'm taking the Sens. And... I'm also taking Tarasenko to score. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, throw, that, throw that little caveat in there. I think he's going to. I think okay. he's going to find find the back of the net. What is your over on the over under six and a half? Jeez. It's an afternoon game. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll go just because. I think the goalies. You know, maybe they're a little yeah. out, of, out of sorts with that afternoon game. So I'll, I'll take the over. I hate doing the over and the under. It's such a it's such a coin flip. But if I have to be pressed, I'll take the over. I'll take the over and the yeah. auto lock. Auto lock it up with the sense. 
Uh, by the way, um, Bobby has taken Ottawa in the Philly game. Uh, and I will take Ottawa as well. I think that's pretty simple. I'm going to go Jacob Chikrin scores the, in that yeah. in that game. Yeah, he'll be good. Chick 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 will have a bounce back game, and I think he'll be real good in that one. Is that, that's his that's his old man's uh, yeah. alma mater too. He, old Jeff spent most of his career with the Philadelphia Flyers, and then of course Claude Giroux, uh, his Claude, thousand yeah. games with Philly. But that's what I'm going to I'm going to take uh, Chick. And then so now you got they're going to play Tampa. Now, which normally Yorkie we would say. This is going to be a tough game for Ottawa. It's Tampa Bay Lightning. However, I would like to point out, Ottawa's won the last three meetings at home against Tampa. The last two of them, they have scored seven goals in each of those games. Tampa, without Vasilevsky, we saw their goaltending wasn't, I didn't think was very good against Nashville, uh, despite the win. So they've got lots of firepower up front. I just don't like their goaltending, and they don't have Vasilevsky. So who are you going to take in the Tampa game. Ottawa has to stay out of the penalty box on that one, but it's tough. Early on in the season, the refs are calling everything. Yep. So just keep your stick on the ice. Don't hook, don't hold. I'm taking Ottawa in this one as well. I think Tampa coming in, I think they will beat Detroit and will lose to Ottawa. I'm taking Ottawa to sweep the weekend. We size up the rings on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody celebrates the signing of That's right. Vladimir Tarasenko. He's going to have a great week. I think he's going to have a good weekend. He's going to, I think he gets a couple on this weekend. I'll be but back on Monday with the with but, a phone but finger. He, but but if he doesn't, Wally, I will tell. I give you permission to press the panic button. Okay. So I'm going to hang on. I shouldn't even do this. I'm going to rub the 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 gnome, the Sens mm. Garden gnome, because who doesn't have a Sens Garden gnome? I'm predicting a two-win weekend for the Ottawa Senators. Me too. Um, I, I believe a Brady Kachuk goal is coming in the Tampa game. Yes. It, not not in the Philadelphia game? You think he's I don't going know. The, the Philly game is weird to me. Afternoon game. There's going to be lots of power plays. Mm-hmm. But is it going to be sloppy? I don't know. That's, I, that's an, a weird game to me. We saw I mean, like we saw Chicago go into Pittsburgh and win. We've seen a little bit of this stuff, and I the Philly game is a concern because of the nonsense of the early season. Everybody's going to get a penalty shot, apparently. That's in, that's coming in. I know. So uh, I'm gonna yeah. I think the I think the Philly game is sloppy. Uh, over under on Josh Norris playing this weekend because they've got they don't play till Saturday, so he could he's going to skate for sure today. He's going to skate again tomorrow. He hasn't missed training camp. Can Josh Norris get into the lineup this weekend? That's what I'm, that's what's got me thinking right now. I think there's an outside shot. Maybe. What say, what say you, Wally? I don't know what to think anymore, right? Everybody is confused and disillusioned. Coaching You're going to want to play him at home. Like the Philly game would be the best time to probably, you know what? I think the Tampa game is the best one to play him at home. Cause I don't think yeah. Tampa is, well, they have a pretty good D. I don't know that they're overly trying you to gotta, run you out of the rink like Philly. So by all accounts, he has been, I'm just, and again, I, I'm just trying to articulate in this, my head on what I think has happened because the coaching staff is shocked right now that he's not playing. So it leads me to believe that the player it's he's got to come to terms if he's mentally ready to play. So what's what's the I difference? I don't think this is a the, mental thing. 
Well, when you've, when you've hurt your shoulder twice and you've re-injured it, you, you just want to make sure you're ready. So my point is he's going to have to play in a game sooner or later. So yes. it's picking your opponent based on how they play, I, I think is insignificant. It's I, I would just, if he's ready to play, I'd love to like everybody else sooner rather than later to get going and to get up to speed. Cause that's, it's going to take a few games to, to, to get going. So, yep. I think there's a chance he gets in this weekend just because of the schedule, the way it lays out. Skate I think today, Tampa skate today, have a full practice with the team on Friday and perhaps be ready to play on Saturday because there won't be a team. There won't be a team full practice. So what changes between Friday and Saturday, Wally, that he's able to play against Tampa? What changes? I just think it's the competition. So you're going based on on strength of schedule. It's an easier. I don't know I don't that's know. easier. I, I just know Tampa is more of a skating team. If you, I well, I shouldn't but say Philadelphia, that. But Austin but, Watson's going to kind of run everybody out of the rink. Um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is not going to come in and play a skilled game. If they're going to win and I know play that, hard, they got to finish game finish. So you're saying keep them out of the yes. out of the physical game. Yes. Well, if you're worried about that, that he shouldn't be playing. That's my I know, point. but apparently we're worried. That's the whole point, yeah. Yorkie. Yeah. I don't know if he's ready. I, I would get in. I would get in in that game on Saturday because for me, nothing changes in t- twenty four hours. Like if you, if it's that's just. So. I, I'm with you. That's why I don't. I don't understand it where we're at at this point. I do, I just don't think it's a mental thing. I believe it to be the doctors still haven't cleared him. Like I know he's he's still on IR. So I I know it's a you can call it a mental thing. I just don't believe it is. I, so being, from everything uh, I know about Josh Norris, I don't believe that to be the case. I, I I should know this. So being on IR, you can just remove that in the day and he's ready to go, right? It's so if you go on IR, it's 10, 10 days. But you can retroactively do it, so he is yeah. fine. He'll come off, right? Because okay. they can do it okay. through camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we still have the schedule, Gavin? Can you throw October back up? If he doesn't play Tampa, then he's home to Washington a few days later in Tom Wilson. So, um, okay, yeah. This is sorry. This is I'm looking at the schedule right. Right. Now. So he's they they now play five straight games at home. So everybody trying to make the prediction that it's going to be soon is probably correct because he's going to start at home. Yeah. So you're you're saying, do you wait till the following weekend? So that's another whole week. If you're looking at that Detroit game, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Well, if if in fact he if if it is still an injury thing and not a mental thing, that 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 would make more sense because you give him a whole extra week and a couple days here. Yes. So I would say. Worst case, worst case scenario, he plays in that Detroit game. Yeah, best case best. is Washington. Are you all oh, you're saying? Best case, Washington. I feel like now they're. Gonna, I yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tampa comes in having. Yeah, I you no. Know, I'm going to stick to Tampa. I we see him in Tampa. That's the that's yeah. the feeling. I would say this, uh, and I don't know Josh very well. That had to that had to really kill him watching that game last night. Just so much build up. Watch watching the games. Does that and seeing your team lose in the game? It's got a. It's going to make him chomping at the bit to get back. Now I will be. Let me be the ass. Uh, it's not like he hasn't seen it plenty of times though. Oh, oh, the bad starts. Yeah. Well, no, but he only played five ga- eight games last year. Like he's used to yeah. watching this team play. That's oh, yeah. Anyways. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. It's, it, I'm just saying it's tough. It, it's tough, especially that first game. There's so much yeah. anticipation, so much expectation. Yeah. I think the home opener yeah. will be tough. Yeah. Is it right? They're, they bring you out, your name. They got the lights and the LED boards, and everybody's cheering for you. That one's always tough. And then you're sitting there with the suit on on the back of the bench. Yeah, it's yes. You want to be in there. I don't care who you are. You want to be in there. But we'll see what they announce here at the uh, at the end of the day if there's an update or anything or if it's tomorrow. But I've I've got the fingers crossed that he somehow okay. gets in this weekend. I have a question for you. What's that? It just made me. It just came to me now that we uh, we're talking about the home opener. Is there anybody on the Ottawa Senators when they announce the names of the people that might not get a positive reaction? On the Ottawa Senators? Yeah. Uh, I believe. If, did Saturday, they not I... boo? Remember, I think Sergey Gonchar got booed. No, you can't Johnny boo. There, they there was someone at a home opener that got booed. They yeah. booed the Russian gentleman? I think so it was Gonchar. He was one of the classiest, nicest guys around. Yes. But he had struggled in the couple of games. Anyway, I think it was, oh. I could be wrong. I know there was oh. somebody. Somebody got booed at, in the home opener. I'm looking at the list right now. Well, people like, will think they're booing, but they'll be zooming. So we can, <laughs> we, yeah, you know, we're okay with the zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone, you know what? There's too much positivity going on. Uh, you, you just lost to the potential Stanley Cup finalists. Yeah, I, I think everybody gets a nice, healthy round of applause. I don't, uh, I don't foresee anybody on this roster getting booed. Okay. Uh, finally, I, I messed this up, Yorkie. You are not supposed to touch the hat of the gnome. Who? Why not? I don't say. I don't know. It's in the chat, so I'm supposed to touch the beard. So touch, touch the beard. Stroke. Good, the beard. good luck. <laughs> Rub the beard. The Ottawa Senators this weekend. Oh boy! I think they'll be fine. I I'm predicting a two and zero weekend, and uh, like I said, size up the rings on Monday morning. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll see you Monday, everybody. Take care. Thanks for watching. Have a good weekend. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.